say something. <clears throat> this is what I was going to teach. But when Vicki said she had something else that she had to go a different direction with peace, something went off on the inside of me. So we'll put these notes away and I'll teach them later. But a phrase went off inside me earlier this week about a new and better covenant. I was going to teach along those lines. We'll get to that maybe in a couple of weeks. Now, you know, next week we won't have services because of Thanksgiving. But you know, when I was meditating on a new and better covenant, of course, something's new. That means it's better than the old, right? In fact, it's got the old plus probably something in addition to. But when I was thinking about that this week, in fact, even this morning, it kind of rose up inside me during prayer this morning. I whispered into B's ear, I said, do you know that the covenant we have is not a covenant that God had made with man? The covenant we have is a covenant he made with Jesus. Think about that. The covenant you and I enjoy, he made with Jesus. And we partake of it because we're in him. You know, over in Isaiah, he tells us that he laid upon Jesus all of our iniquities. Now, if you studied out, that word laid really is a, is a covenant word. But he laid those, those, all of our iniquities upon Jesus. Then in Isaiah 54, he went ahead and said, Remember the days of Noah. And he says, remember the great flood? And he says, there'll never again be a great flood like there was in the days of Noah. That's a covenant promise that he made with us. And he says, so will I never be angry with you again. Ever. God, because of the covenant we have with Jesus, never, never will be angry with man again. Never. So He's not angry at you. He doesn't love you because of what you did. I mean, before you were even thought of, He sent Jesus to the cross. But you know, not only did he lay the iniquities upon Jesus, but the stripes of Jesus bore your sicknesses and disease. Healing is not because of something you did or are doing. There is nothing you can do. It's because he put it on Jesus. Jesus bore your sickness. Jesus bore your diseases. So you don't have to bear them. You just meditate on that. We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. Remember, we have a new and better covenant because you're in Him. John chapter 14. Vicky mentioned about peace. Look at verse 27. 
Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your hearts be troubled. Notice, neither let it be afraid. Did you get that? Neither let it be afraid. The root of sickness and disease is fear. And Jesus said, I've given unto you peace. You know, peace is one of the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22. I was talking to an individual yesterday <clears throat> dealing with some emotional issues, some physical issues. And this individual went on and began to tell me about his mother and about his grandmother and about his sister. And he says, you know, he says, that's just, that's just part of our heritage. And I looked at him and I said, um, you're born again, right? He said, yeah. He says, you know what 2 Corinthians 5.17 says? He quoted it. And I says, I think you better quote it again. Now, let's just look there a minute. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, or woman, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Notice that. Behold what? All things have become new. Meaning we've become brand new creatures in Christ Jesus. I told this individual, let's just use John. It's not his name. I says, John, how old were you when you got born again? He says, 31. I says, John, at age 31, the John your mommy knew died. He's dead. He's gone. And a new John came on the scene. Old things passed away. Behold, all things became new. I says, who's your daddy? Jesus. What's his heritage? He says, you got the blood of Christ running through your veins. Now, I know what you're saying about your mother and your sister and your grandmother, but you're a brand new person in Christ Jesus. And you've got to see yourself that way. Every one of us, we've got to see ourselves in Him. You know, Acts 17, 28 says, In Him we live. In Him we move. In Him we have our being. It's in Him. Yes. You're in Him. You've got to see yourself as a different person. You've got to see yourself in Christ. You've got to see yourself. God is not angry at you. There's absolutely nothing you can do. There's no works you can do. There's no confessions that you can do that's going to change 
because it's already been changed. Now, we know what the Scriptures are talking about. We know that he's talking about that when we become brand new in Christ Jesus, we know that he's saying spiritually we've been recreated. We're a brand new person in Christ Jesus. And our mind, our intellect, our will, our emotions, they're being renewed. Romans chapter 12, Paul talks about it. Paul talks about Romans chapter 12, verses 1 and 2, and of course James talks about it in James. Paul looks at it one way, because Paul, Paul speaks or teaches from the office of the apostle. James teaches it from the office of a pastor. But they're both saying the same thing. Both saying, telling us, we've got to get our mind renewed to the Word of God. We've got to get our minds in line with what really took place in our spirits when we got born again. So our spirit is brand new. Our minds are being renewed. And one day we'll have a brand new body. But the body you do have What's he tell us in Romans? The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead. What lives in you, quickening or making alive your mortal body. Every day you meditate on this Word, you think on this Word, you speak this Word. Yes, your body is growing older, but there's more and more life coming into that body. And you've got to see it that way. Life. The life of God is in you. And it's got everything to do with how you think and how you talk. Everything to do with that. Look what Jesus said over in um, John. You're in, well, you were there. Maybe you're not now. But go to John chapter 16. John chapter 16. Look at verse 33. John 16, 33. Jesus said, These things have I spoken unto you, notice, that in what? In me. Remember Acts 17? In him we live and move and have our being. He says here in John 16, 33, that in me you what? You might have what? Peace. See, if you don't have, what's the opposite of peace? Fear. Agitation. Being upset. That agitation, that fear, that being upset is like a cancer that gets into your body. And you've got to do everything you can do to stay in peace. Isaiah 26 says, in perfect peace. Why? Because your mind is stayed on thee. That's why God told Joshua to meditate on my word day and night. To observe to do all these things. You meditate on it day and night so your mind can stay on Him. Why? So we can stay in peace. Look what he says here. These things have I spoken unto you that you might have peace. In the world you shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So he's telling us in this world that you and I live. And thank you, Jesus, we live here. If you don't want to be here, then just go to heaven. But you're here. But he's telling us in this world, while you're here, there is going to be tribulation. I mean, turn on the TV. It's here. But it doesn't have to affect you. It'll be around you. It'll have some residual effects on you. But he's saying, don't be moved by it. Look what he says here out of the Amplified of that verse. I've told you these things. Now, notice something. He says, 
I've told you these things. So be aware of it. Don't be surprised by what's going on. Don't be so shocked what takes place. Don't let it surprise you how people act toward you and talk toward you, including Christians. You know, there's a lot of Christians out there who don't have their mind renewed. There's a lot of Christians out there who do have their mind renewed and still yield to the devil. You and I do it every day. Right? We don't want to, but we do. Because we're moved by what we see. We're moved by what we feel. We're moved by circumstance. We don't want to be, and we're trying not to be, and we're growing in that. Notice he says here, I've told you these things so that in me, it's in me. Remember, it's in him. In me. Notice, you might have, oh, I like this, perfect peace. Perfect peace and confidence. In the world you have tribulations and trials and distress and frustration. Have you had any of that? Ever been frustrated? Maybe you've been frustrated this morning with something. I was frustrated yesterday about some things. We shouldn't be surprised about it. He says, it's coming. I've already told you about it. So don't be shocked when it comes. But notice. But, now notice. We're talking about having peace. Distress, frustration. It's going to come. But be of good cheer. That means you're going to have to make a decision that I'm going to stay in joy. You know, joy and happiness aren't the same thing. Joy is a force. Happiness is an emotion. But joy is a force. It's a spiritual force. And you've got it. It's one of the fruit. Just like peace is. Just like you have peace. You know, when he says over in Isaiah, you have perfect peace because your mind is staying on me, you have peace. The question is, do we yield to peace? You have joy. The question is, do we yield to joy? You have love. Do you yield to love? We have all these. You have long-suffering. You have patience. Meekness, kindness, faithfulness. All these are fruit of the Spirit. That when you are born again, that's the nature, that's the character of God. And when the Holy Spirit come to live inside you, and when He come to live inside me, His very nature, His very character came to live inside of us. You have the nature, you have the character of God in you. Christ in you. You know when the devil looks at you, you know what he sees? Sees Jesus. Because you're part of the body of Christ. That's what he sees. And if we'll walk in these fruit, he can't, the only way the devil can locate you is by your words and actions. That's it. I mean, you, on, you can be full of fear on the inside about something. I love what Joyce Meyer says, do it afraid. You can be full of fear on the inside, but if you can keep this mouth closed, keep a big grin on your face, and just keep walking like you don't have a care in the world, he doesn't know you're full of fear. Who Jesus said, be of good cheer. Now notice, take courage. This just isn't automatically, you're going to have to do something. Take courage. Be confident. Be confident. Glory to God, the Creator's on the inside of me. 
All things are possible to him that believes. I can do all things through Christ. I always triumph. You know, if we just say that to ourselves every morning, think how much different we'd feel when we wake up in the morning. I mean, all of a sudden you'd stand a little bit taller and your shoulders would be back a little bit more and stick out your chest a little bit farther and you'd put a smile on your face. And you'd walk like the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You'd walk like who you are. Look what else he says here. Undaunted. Now notice. Look what Jesus says. For I, Jesus, have overcome the world. Notice. I have deprived it of power to harm you. And I've conquered it. See, you're more than a conqueror because he conquered it. You realize you don't have to conquer it. He's already done it. You just have to walk in what he's done. You have to walk in the finished work of Christ. Sickness comes upon your body. Disease comes upon your body. You and I just need to speak to that. No, you don't belong to me in the name of Jesus. Now, I know we're growing in these things. Well, we've got to get an understanding these things belong to us. It already belongs to us. It's ours. Let's go to Romans a minute. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Look at verse 6. For to be carnally minded, Romans 8, 6. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is what? Life. Now that's his OA. That's the God kind. Life and peace. Now remember, the mind or the soul is something that you and I have to deal with. Jesus took care of the spiritual part. We have to do something with the mind. This is where we come in. See, there is a part that you and I have to play. See, now if you look back at the covenant, see, under the law... Man had certain things they had to do. You know, Deuteronomy, it says, if you do this, 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 and this, and you'll be blessed. But if you don't do these things, you'll what? You'll be cursed. But guess what? Our covenant's with Him. The covenant, the covenant you and I enjoy is a covenant between God and Jesus, and we partake of it because we're in Him. And do you realize, because the covenant is between God and Jesus, there's nothing we have to do to be blessed. We just have to receive the grace. It's not based on works. It's because of the grace of God. 
Now, when I say there's nothing we have to do, yeah, we do have to get our we have to get a mind and an understanding of what does belong to us. But you can't earn it through working. Now, confessing the word is important to get your mind renewed. But confessing the word of God, if it becomes a work, it puts you right back underneath the law. It won't do you any good. Because not because if you don't make your confession tomorrow morning, oh, I guess I'm not going to have it. No, you've already got it. Oh, such a fine line. But such a great truth. You didn't get born again by working, by earning it. You got born again by believing it. You know that every person on this earth has a right to salvation. And they're only going to hell either because they, of ignorance or rebellion. That's it. And people are walking in lack and sickness and disease because of the same two reasons. Ignorance or rebellion. Because it's already been purchased and it's already been provided for. We've made it too difficult. Now, I'm not walking there either yet, so don't, you know, I'm not pointing fingers at you. When I point a finger, guess what? There's three, four of them coming back at me. So, well, we've made this way too difficult. Look what he says here. To be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded to be life and peace. Jump on down to verse 11. But if the spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall quicken or make him alive your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. But if the spirit of him that raised Jesus from the dwell, that spirit raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, does he dwell in you? Well, sure he does. You're anybody here not born again? I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you aren't, you just will be. But notice. If you're born again, He dwells in you. So what's it saying? Then because of the Spirit that's dwelling in you, the Spirit of Christ that's in you, that's in me, is making alive your mortal body. Therefore, brethren, we're not debtors, not to the flesh to live after the flesh, for if we live after the flesh, we shall die. But if through the Spirit, now notice, do mortify the deeds of the body... You shall live. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, notice, they are the sons of God. Notice what you're led by. Not led by money, not not family, not circumstances. What? Led by the Spirit. And where is He going to lead you? He's going to lead you into all truth. That's where he's going to lead you. He's going to lead you into all truth. Go over to, um, where shall we go, Lord? Go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. Thank you, Lord. You're led by the Holy Ghost this morning, Vicki. Of course, you always are, right? Because you're led by the Spirit. Not just this morning, every day. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Well, she's been on a sabbatical for the last couple of months. She should be led. 
Oh, glory to God. Look at verse 16. Oh, let's go with verse um, 15. Colossians chapter 3, verse 15. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. And let the word of God dwell in you richly, all wisdom and teaching, admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever you do in word and deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father by him. Notice a couple of things in verses uh, 15 and 16. Look in verse 15, it says, notice, and let the peace of God. Let it. Let the peace of God. The Amplified says, and let the peace of God from Christ rule or act as an umpire continue. No, let it. It wants to. Peace wants to. But peace can't if your mind isn't stayed on Him. I think, I think we've um, not taught enough in years gone by about the role that the mind plays. Because see, the mind is the doorway to the heart. But there's some things that you and I are going to have to do. Because yes, we are saved by grace. We activate that grace, of course, through faith. And what activates faith is words, our mouth. He's telling us here, you and I are going to have to let the peace of God rule. See, the peace of God wants to rule. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts. It means let it be foremost. See, if we'll... Well, in fact, look at here in, in, out of the Amplified. It says, let the peace from Christ rule or act as an umpire in your hearts. See, it's that peace of God in our hearts. When we let that peace rule, when we let it have dominance, it's the peace that's going to act like an umpire. It's the peace that's going to cause us to be led. Everybody wants to be led by the Spirit because He'll always lead us into truth. Well, how's that happen? By peace. Peace is what will lead us. That's why peace is such an important ingredient. Because we're to be led by the Spirit of God. See, if you go back to uh, Romans, Pastor Chris, this morning in, in uh, corporate prayer this morning, just, just touched on Romans, chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Romans, he tells us, in fact, just hold your place in Colossians. Let's just go over to Romans. You need to see this. You know it. You can quote it. Too many times that's a problem. We quote it. We can quote it, but do we have a revelation of it? You know, the Holy Ghost, for you and I to walk in total victory, complete fulfillment. See, if you'll, if, if you'll, walk, in, if, if you'll walk in the perfect will of God, there will be complete contentment, complete peace, complete wholeness, complete fulfillment, nothing lacking. No sickness, no disease, no financial lack, nothing if you're in His perfect will. And that's why He said in, in, in Matthew 6.33, Seek ye first. You realize there's only one first? What's it? The kingdom. If you're putting anything else before the kingdom... You're out of line. You're out of order. Remember, you know, there in Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 to 32, 
He's talking about all the things we have need of. The natural things, clothes and money and finances, all those things. But in verse 33, he says, but don't seek those things. Seek the first. Seek first what? The kingdom. Which really is his way of doing and being right. That's what we're to seek after. His way. Totally controlled by him and what? Led by him. The only way you can seek first the kingdom is by being led by the Holy Ghost. And what's going to lead us? The peace that's on the inside. And where does the peace on the inside really come from? Sure, it's from the Holy Spirit, but you can only have peace when your mind is stayed on the Word. So the Word has to be foremost. You have the Word, and He'll lead you in line with the Word into all truth, which is healing, wholeness, fulfillment, blessing, everything. That's how it comes. But now the part you and I have to play in Romans chapter 12, verse 1, notice what he says here. I beseech you. Actually, what he's saying, I beg you. Pastor Chris, I beg you. Man, shape up. Chris, do this. Please, Chris. Do, I'm begging you. Chris, begging you to do. That's what he said. Get a hold of that. He's beg. I beseech you. I'm begging you. Why? Because this is for your good, Chris. I beg you. Listen to this. By the mercies of God, notice, that you present yourself a living sacrifice. Father, here I am. You want healing? Sure you do. So do I. We've had things out of order. We've had... Now, we haven't done this intentionally. We just haven't been taught. We have our plan. We think it's God's plan, but it's really our plan. And we want God to bless it. And see, if you don't have peace, or if there's sickness, or if there's lack, or if there's not any fulfillment, guess what? You're out of place. Somehow you got, off, you got out of place. You got off the path. Now you're, having, you're looking at me funny. Um, yeah, we got a few minutes yet. Hold your place in Romans. We're going to come right back to it. Go to Ephesians. I mean, I'm teaching this as it's coming to me. Oh, and it's good. Because I know where I'm going. At least for the next few minutes. Look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Out of the Amplified. Get some of these papers out of here somewhere. Look, look at how he starts it. I mean, get your, Google this, get an amplified Bible. Don't buy one. Just go to Barnes & Noble or something and take your notepad. Go over and get the book off the shelf. Open it up and write this scripture out if you don't have an amplified. Don't buy the Bible. Just get this scripture. This scripture will be everything to you. This one scripture right here is everything to you. If you get a hold of this one scripture. Now notice, he starts off for what? We are God's own handiwork, his workmanship. So what's he saying? I made you. You belong to me. I created you. I am your creator. I took a piece of clay. I took a piece of dirt. And I molded it the way that I wanted to. And I breathed life into it. And there's Chris. 
And then I went ahead and took another piece of clay. And I molded it, shaped it a little different, breathed into it. There's Nancy. Now, they're different. They don't think alike. Totally unique. But God says, but they're my creation. I created them. Now, I love them so much, I gave them a will. They blew it, but I still gave it to them. You know why they blew it? They're human. But notice here, he says, for we are God's own handiwork. God's. You weren't created by your mommy and your daddy. You're God's handiwork. We look too natural. His workmanship. And because I created them, and they blew it because of their will, notice, then I I recreated them in Christ. So when they accepted me, they're born again. Get that. Not just born. These two aren't just born. They've been born again. I mean, I love them so much they blew it, so I, I, I did it over. Now, not only that, what? That we may do those good works which he planned beforehand. So I've got a path that they're going to have to walk. I've, I've pre-planned a place for them. So I got something else. Not only did I make them and not only did I recreate them because they blew it, because I've got a place for them to walk, I've got to sustain them so they can do that for the next 80, 90 years. Now, if they'll stay on my path, look what he's saying here. Which God predestined or planned beforehand for us. No, no, taking paths what? Who, who prearranged it? Nancy, why are you doing what you want to do? i got a place for you to walk. Why don't you follow what I told you to do? See, my peace, Nancy, my peace, Pastor Chris, my peace will, is what will lead you and keep you on that path. You get off that path, I can't help you. And I can't make you walk the path because I gave you a will. But if you'll stay on that path, now look what he says here. Which he prearranged, notice, that we should walk in it. Notice, uh, look at this. Living the good life. The good life. You, you like motorcycles, Pastor Chris? Yeah. Really like them, huh? Yeah. Well, that's part of my good life I gave you. Thank you N- nice wife, kids, like that? Yeah. Like to have a lot of money in the bank, Pastor Chris? Okay. I prearranged that for you, you know that. You want to live to be old, but not be old. I mean, you know, old in years, all but young and, you know, vibrant, strong, can see a long ways, can still have, you know, very agile. You want that? Okay, I prearranged that for you. You know, we're laughing, but you know that's what the Bible says? That's what the Bible says. That belongs to you. That belongs to me. But... For me to do that, for me to walk in that, I've got to go back to Romans chapter 12, and I've got to offer myself to him. Now, you might be 20 years old sitting in here, and you might be 30, or you might be 40, maybe 50, maybe you're 60, 70 maybe, maybe 84, 84, okay? It's not too late yet. It's not too late yet. Now, I'm not saying that Dottie did this, so don't, and Dottie knows that she won't take it this way. 
But let's just assume this as an example. Let's assume maybe that Dottie's not on the path because she thought she was doing everything right, but it wasn't really the path that he had planned. So all Dottie has to do is, Father, forgive me. You know what? I don't have complete fulfillment. I don't have all the blessings that, that you prearranged for me. don't have that divine health that I should be walking in. Forgive me, Father. I'm just going to offer myself up to you today and ask you, Holy Spirit, just lead me. Get me back on the path. And guess what God does? On the path. That quick. Now, there's some things going on in my body. There's some things going on in Dottie's body. There's some things going on in your body. There's some things going on in my finances. Because I was off the path and wasn't on the path, that some things have to be corrected. But because of Jesus and the covenant God has with him, not, not because of me, it's because of Jesus and now I'm on my right path where I need to be because of Jesus and the grace of God. Healing belongs to me. Finances belongs to me. Fulfillment belongs to me. Peace belongs to me. So, Father, I just receive it right now, and I thank you for it. Do you know it's that easy? Never put it that way before, but it's that easy. got a couple of minutes left. Vicki, play something so we can all offer ourselves up today. And you know what? Every one of you can walk out of here today. Just offer yourself up to him. Because, you know what? I don't really think probably, I hate to say this, not judging anyone because we're not to judge. Me included. Are, are exactly on that path we need to be. But let me tell you something. Let's just offer ourselves up here just, just for maybe two minutes. Just ask Him to forgive us. And when you walk out of that door today, you have this mindset. I've offered myself up. I'm on the path that He asked me to be on. And from this day forward, if you'll seek first His Word, you'll have a peace that you've never had before. And that peace will keep you on that path. Now, this is a daily thing. This isn't a one-time offering. No, the Bible tells us we offer, we make ourselves a living sacrifice. Every morning you get up and say, Father, I just give myself to you today. I know you got great plans for me today, Father. Leave me there. Now you got a job you're at. Go there. You might find out, though, over the next weeks, maybe that's really not the job he wanted you to be at. Maybe this isn't even the city where he wants you to live. He's just telling him, I'm just offering myself to you, Father. I'll go wherever you want me to go. Do whatever you want me to do. Say whatever you want me to say. Be whatever you want me to be. You work it out. I belong to you. I'll go, but you're going to have to make the provision. See, maybe you got some things that are holding you back right now. Some debts sickness and diseases in your body, whatever. Take care of them, Father, because you provide it. Glory to God. Offer yourselves up. Just stand up with me. Whatever you
Paul told us in Romans chapter 1. He says, Now therefore, there is no condemnation. He said, No condemnation. None. Zero. No. If you're in Christ, you're dead. No condemnation. Now let me tell you something else, though. Walking on this path, it's easy to do. But your flesh Not sickness and disease, no. Your flesh has been so used to being in control. I don't care how renewed your mind is in here today. You've been so used to having your way. Thinking the way you want to think, talking the way you want to talk, doing what you want to do. You're going to have to yield all that over to Him. And when the Bible talks about suffering for Jesus, that's what the suffering He's talked about. Because you're going to have to tell your flesh, shut up doing what the Father wants. We're going to be led forth by this peace. See, for to be carnally minded, now we're spiritually minded. No condemnation. You walk out of here today totally free, totally healed. Maybe it's not totally manifested in your body yet, but it's yours. Because, I tell you, you can get that down in your heart, you're on that path, he says, the good life, and that good life is complete wholeness, and you live on this earth as long as you want to live, unless he raptures inside of your head, amen, you be blessed.